Hey everybody, welcome to Scandalous Grace, where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I am your host, Carla Swanigan. Thanks so much for tuning in. I love hearing from you guys. If you're um, subscribing to the podcast, I'm so grateful. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. If you haven't emailed me and let me know where you're listening and what God's speaking to you through the podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at scandalousgrace at carlaswanigan.com, and that's Carla with a K, and that's Swanigan, S-W-A-N-I-G-A-N. So scandalousgrace at carlaswanigan.com. You guys, I would love to hear from you from wherever in the world that you're listening in. Today on the podcast, we have a really special treat. Recently, I was down in my hometown of Mississippi visiting my mom, my stepdad, and my brother and his family, and my sister. My whole entire extended family still live in Mississippi. I'm the only one that lives in Colorado with my family here. But I was down there visiting family, and I took that opportunity for the very first time, actually, I sat down and interviewed my mom for the podcast. So this is just a really sweet, sweet, special to my heart podcast episode that I hope really blesses you. My mom shares some great wisdom um, just on her relationship with the Lord and some of the tough things that he's recently brought her through. Um, her and my stepdad just went through a really intense um trial, you know, so, um, not between them relationally, relationally, but between, um, some, a relationship they had, um, with, a somebody outside their home. I don't know how to explain it without going into too much detail, but it was just a really tough time for them. And, um, it affected their relationships. It affected their business. Um, it just affected the whole family because it was just a really hard thing. They were falsely accused and had to go through some really rough stuff. And they've come out on the other side of it. But my mom shares some stuff from her heart about that. So um, I know it'll bless you. And for those of you, anybody who's going through any kind of maybe a false accusation right now or even any kind of relational struggles, this podcast is especially for you. I think it's going to help you a lot. And we pray for you guys at the end. So be sure and Stay tuned for the whole podcast, but be blessed by it. I'm, I'm going to um, let you tune into that now and, and hear this interview from my mom's sunroom, actually, in Mississippi. So be blessed, and here you go from my mom's sunroom. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace. I am your host, Carlos Wanigan. I'm so glad you are tuning in today. I am super excited to be interviewing my mom for the podcast today. Say hi, Mom. Hi, everyone. This is my mom, Faye Barlow, and I'm actually down in Mississippi today sitting in her sunroom instead of being in Colorado in my sunroom. Interviewing her today, I'm down here visiting and just doing the family thing over the summer, but I am so excited to be hanging out with her today, and I thought what a great opportunity to... um, do a podcast and talk to my mom and just kind of like dig into her history a little bit with Jesus and, and kind of like, um, I don't know. I just really wanted to talk to her about her faith and how she came to know the Lord. I know some of her stories and she's got some good ones and I just wanted you guys to know some of it too. So mom, 
Um, I would love it if you would just like tell us how it was for you when you were growing up. Do you remember going to church as a little girl? And if so, what that was like? You know, that kind of thing. Because you grew up in Mississippi. Yes, I grew up in the southern part of Mississippi. We went to a Baptist church. And then my mom died when I was very young. And from there, I went to my grandmother's church, which she really wasn't my grandmother, but that's okay. She was a great grandmother. She was like a bonus mom. She was like a bonus mom. After my mom died, she was really good to me. And that was more of a charismatic church. We spoke in tongues. You didn't wear makeup. Um, You know, people jumped up and down and praised the Lord. It sounds a little Pentecostal. Was it, it was. Similar to that? Okay. Yes. So, you know, that's how I was raised. And then when I was 13, my dad died, and I moved to the suburbs of Chicago. And I went back to a Baptist church. In Chicago? In Chicago. Okay. So then um, I was saved very young in my life. I've always believed in the Lord. I don't ever remember a time that I didn't pray to God and talk to Him and asked Him for things. Then after Chicago, got married, got divorced, moved back to Mississippi, raised my children. We went to a Baptist church. Okay, so you stayed kind of like in the Baptist denomination for the most part. Southern Baptist, yes. Okay. And then that's the church that I, that's the denomination that I was raised in. Right. Southern Baptist. Okay. And now, what kind of church would you say? My brother, you guys, my brothers um, helped plant a church here in Mississippi, and he kind of... um, It's non-denominational. Okay. So he co-pastors that, kind of associate pastors that part-time. And so it's non-denominational, and that's where you guys go now. Right. And I like it because it's not a religious church. And by that, I mean that Rob and Matt preach from the Bible. And the fact that there's all kinds of people that come to that church. There are people who have never been in church, people who have been in churches all their lives. Just an odd assortment that God has brought us all together. And I like that. Because he speaks, both of them speak from the Bible. I don't believe in a religious church. And most of the churches in America today are like that. You go in, you have prayer, you sing three songs, you ask for the money, you sing another song, the pastor preaches, they have altar call, and then everybody uh, either, you know, Nobody comes down or they come up or whatever, but then everybody goes home. Yeah. And I really appreciate the fact that at this non-denominational church, we're all different, all walks of life, all different kind of professions from the very, very poorest to, you know, we have some people who are well off. And so I think the theme that they try to get across to the new people who have never been in church because they have expectations from seeing us Christians 
out in the world and how we treat our fellow man that just because you're saved does not mean that God is going to take all the bad stuff out of your life. You're never going to swear again. You're never going to get mad at anybody again. You're just going to be this per- perfect person. As if you'd never struggle again. Right. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean, Scandalous Grace, I, my program is all about relationship over religion. And that kind of sounds like what you're talking about you prefer in a church and where you guys are going. It's about your relationship with the Lord and your relationship with your community versus just some religious formula and rules and stuff that you go through every week and then, you know, leave. It's more about relationship. Well, that's what God put us on this earth. He said, go and love one another. And that's what we're supposed to do. And it's very hard sometimes to love other people. And you have to stop and think, where is that person coming from? Yeah. No matter who you meet, something is going on. And we're in such a judgmental society today. You know, it's, I was in Sam's and I was talking to this young girl that was there and I knew she was struggling. And I said, would you get fired if I prayed for you? And she said, no, would you? Wow, that's amazing. And so I said, I just feel like you're going through some things. And I may not remember your name, but God will. And all I have to do is say the young lady at Sam's when I pray for you. That's right. And I, you know, and I said, you shouldn't expect God to solve all your problems. That's not what God is for. And I just, I'm a firm believer from the time that I was very little that God will take care of me. He will always be there for me. He doesn't always give me what I want, but as a parent, you don't always give your children what they want because you know better than they do. You give them what's best. You give them what's best. And God has always been there for me. There have been times that I have wondered how in the world he could be, but he's never let me down. And I will be 73 in August. Wow. We've been through some rough personal times being attacked. And it was hard because nobody likes to be attacked personally. But I always knew that God was going to take care of us. He would take care of this problem. And I think that God gave my husband and I this. This trial that you just went through. Right. Because he knew we had the faith to withstand this person's that I feel like that the devil did. And, you know, most people don't understand that if you're not in the Lord, the devil's not coming after you because he's already got you. Sure. But if you're in the Lord and you pray, the devil's going to put things in your path. Yeah, like as believers, we all go through persecution. Right. Yeah. And God tells you that. Yeah. So, you know, you you just, 
I get up every day and I thank the Lord that I'm alive. I thank him for blessing me again. And I think that I don't want to sound like a Pollyanna person here because you are going to struggle. You are going to go through depression. You are going to go through times where you wonder, is God really there? But if you always remember this and keep it in your heart and in your mind, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, God is there. Mm -hmm. That's good. Do you feel like you had, um, like I know you really felt God with you through this trial because we would talk throughout it and and I was praying for y'all and everything while you were going through this season and you've come out on the other side of it and you're done, but Do you feel like that there was any particular um, story in the Bible or scripture in the Bible or encouraging psalm or something that kind of like would be in the back of your mind when you were going through this that you could lean on like and remember maybe that encouraged you? Like I know when I was going through stuff and especially when I don't understand the outcome, I think about that scripture that talks about... um, It's in Jeremiah that talks about God's plans for me are good and he's going to lead me in a good way and he's going to help me. And I know you love the Psalms. Yes. And I was just wondering, are there any in particular, I mean, I don't need you to give me the chapter and verse, but just the ones that bring you the most comfort when you're going through something hard that might help somebody listening, you know? Well, I don't know where it's at in the Psalms, but it's the one that says no matter what? I will always be with Mm. you. I will be with you against your enemies. But I have to tell you this, that I dreamed that God was going to raise his mighty sword. Wow. And that was in a a dream for me that he would take care of me by raising his mighty sword. And it was strange because I had read that just a few days before in Psalms about God taking his sword. Well, Andy and I were at a seminar in Houston, Texas. And this guy came up and we were talking and everything. And he said, Faye, I feel like I need to pray for you. Mm. Would you mind? Wow. And you're at a business seminar. Right. At a business seminar. And I said, I would, hey, I'm going to take anybody's prayers. (laughs) And during the course of his prayer, he said a lot of things. But then he said, you need to remember that God will always raise his sword against your enemies. And he is always there. There's your verses. There it was. Wow. And I think that God wanted to let me know that I just didn't dream this for just no reason. And that just really made me feel even more secure that mm-hmm. God was with us. Yeah. And, you know, he tells us to pray for his, your enemy. And, folks, it's very hard to pray for somebody that's attacking you in the media, um, or even on newsprint, even, any place. Yeah, even amongst friends. Yes. And relationships, that's hard. But I did. I prayed because I knew his heart was dark. And I prayed that if there was any way that God could get into his heart, that if there was a slight opening, God do it. He needs help so badly. But, you know, sometimes that's the only 
really sin that God won't forgive. When you close your heart against God, that's it. Well, I think it's funny that you mentioned that um, about you felt led to pray for your enemies. That was my verse on my Bible app today. I get a daily <laughs> verse. And it's for you guys listening. It's Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So that was my scripture on my YouVersion Bible app today. So that that is definitely something that um, I just feel like God was confirming that, especially for somebody listening. And for me too, like it was my Bible verse today. So for you to mention that, that just cracks me up. But I think that's so important. I mean, we all go through times, Mom, where we're falsely accused or even rightly accused, even even if we do what somebody's accusing us of, to, ha- to be s- attacked publicly is so hard to go through anything like that any kind of relational conflict in the public eyes is really difficult and I know you guys have come out on the other side of that and um and Lord was with you and that's good but I think it'd be good right now before we close to to pray for people who are going through that right now because I feel like that's what the Lord's kind of leading the direction of this podcast um, because we have people that listen all over the world, and I would love to just pray for them, whether they're going through relational conflict or um, with a family member or a former business associate or um, somebody in their community. Or a lot of times, you know, it can even, I mean, John and I went through it so much in our relationship that we almost got divorced. I mean, it could be their marriage is struggling relationally. But I thought if um, if you don't mind opening and then I'll close mom. Won't you pray mm-hmm. for some people, especially the ones going through some kind of relational um, conflict, maybe even being falsely accused. And then I'll pick up. Dear Heavenly Father, the only one that knows what everyone is going through out there in this world is you. There are so many people today, dear God, struggling with other people in their relationship, whether it's children, marriage, business, whatever it is, you know about it, Lord. Just give them hope, oh Lord, because you're the only thing we have, dear God, in this this world that just holds us together. And just give them the ability and the heart to get up every morning and say, God, are you there? Be with me today, just today, Lord. And that they can get up the next morning and say, God, be with me today. And whatever the problem is in that relationship, give them peace. Give them understanding of that other person. Help them, O oh Lord, to pray for that other person. Yes. Pray for the people who are persecuting you because that's what you tell us to do. And it's so hard, dear God, because we're not you. We're just lowly human beings. But give us the strength to do that, dear God. No matter what the relationship is, just fill our hearts with love, dear God. Fill our hearts with strength, hope, and compassion. And just let us know, dear God, that you're there. When we give up hope, dear God, when we wonder, and we all do, are you there, Lord? Just give us that hope, dear God, that you are there. Whatever it is, if it's a robin in a tree, if it's a beautiful butterfly, 
Give us hope, dear God. And Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for, like Mom said, encouraging people with your presence. Right now, in Jesus' name, I just release your presence, Holy Spirit. You are the great comforter. I thank you that you comfort people that are listening, that are going through something where they feel alone or accused. Father, I pray that you would just love on them, like she said, in such a special way that they'll know it's you, that they'll sense your presence that they'll be aware of your love and your protection. And Lord, I release healing in relationships. Lord, I cancel assignments of the enemy where he tries to come in and bring division. Lord, I pray for marriages. God, I, I thank you so much for what you've done in my marriages, in my marriage, Lord. And I pray that that you would bring healing and, oh gosh, redemption, God. In the yes. marriages of those listening, Lord, I just pray that you would use it all for your good, but that you would encourage people that they are not alone and that you're right there with them. I thank you, God, for um, all that you're doing in people's lives that are listening to this today, Lord. And I thank you for your presence in their life. And Lord, I thank you for my sweet mama. Thank you that she always had us in church and she raised us up in church. So when we were in trouble, we knew exactly where to go. So I thank you, God, for my mom, and I bless her in Jesus' name, and and I thank you for her sharing her wisdom and her heart with us today. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, you guys, so much for listening. Thanks, Mom, for joining us today. This was super good. Yes, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for being on here. And you guys, it's so cool to be talking to you from my mom's sunroom for a change. But thanks for tuning in this week, and I pray that you were blessed. And we'll be back again next week. And just remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus.